Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to The Should Life. This is your host, Jessica Lee Labe, and today we're talking about how your mind isn't the enemy. Let's get into it. Hey friends, welcome back. As the title implies for this episode, we are continuing to talk about the worst advice out there that I see when it comes to living that should life. This one is a big one for me. Uh, For me, this advice that your mind is the enemy or your mind is like the bad guy is I see it everywhere. And I 100% can relate to this bad advice because I was very much taught this view when it came to the concept of the mind and the inner voice. I was, I was, I really feel like I was taught this. And for a long time, this belief was really ingrained in me that it was not the mind and the inner voice, but it was the mind versus the inner voice as if they were in competition with one another. And it really felt like there was this internal battle happening within me. And it really can feel that way. Can you relate to that? Do you feel like you have this good guy, bad guy, or like this peace versus this chaos, these kind of like voices playing this tug of war within you? I... I absolutely felt this way for a long time, even after I started to develop a relationship with my inner voice. So you have the mind that is sending you these messages of like ruminations about what had happened in the past or anxieties about these potential scenarios that could happen in the future. And it feels like this war. I want to first reassure you that if you are feeling this way, first, it does not have to be this way. And you actually don't have to turn off the mind in order to live the life that you desire. And I want to share a little story about myself when it comes to this. So when I first started getting into meditation and I wanted to create my own meditation practice for myself. The guidance that I kept hearing over and over, whether it was at the beginning of a yoga class or um, like a guided meditation that I would find on YouTube, all of these instructors were essentially telling me to quiet the mind or shut down the mind, like turn off the mind so that I could sit in stillness. Now, turning off or shutting down the mind felt impossible because it it was impossible <laughs> and it it really almost is impossible so i ended up getting really frustrated like the whole time i was meditating my mind was just spinning out basically it was sending all of these worries to me it was then on top of it telling me how I was doing everything wrong, how I was such a bad meditator. Why was I even trying? You know, you can't do stuff like this. This isn't you. This is for all these other people. And I felt like, how am I going to heal? How am I going to reach this place, this state of enlightenment that I want to achieve 
How am I going to gain this additional perspective that I really want to have in my life that I've heard meditation can help with if I can't get away from my thoughts, if I can't turn them off? Am I just fucked? And at the same time, I knew so many people in my life who practiced meditation daily. Like they had this very devoted meditation practice that they would go on and on and on about. They loved it. They they got so many benefits from this daily practice. And I'm thinking, okay, wait, do all these people know how to turn off their brain? And if so, what the hell is wrong with me? But the more deeply I have gotten to know my own inner voice and the more that I have communicated with other inner voices in the work that I do now, the more clearly this whole concept became for me. And essentially what happened is I started to realize how bad this guidance and advice actually is and how it's completely false to believe that we have to turn off the mind. So I want to spend some time diving into this bad advice. What's going on? If you're interested in one-on-one mentorship with me or your own live inner voice session to activate your intuition and get you living your soul-aligned life, head over to nomoreshouldlife.com and let's get started. So I think it's also really important to address why this bad advice exists in the first place. So in order to address why this bad advice exists, we have to look at the purpose or the role of the mind. We want to understand what's going on in order to move beyond this advice that's been given. So let's talk about it. What is the purpose of the mind? And I think I've mentioned this in other episodes, and we're going to be continuing to explore this. I want you to start to gain some awareness of what it is that's actually talking to you. So the purpose of the mind ultimately is to keep us safe. And as a result, it is constantly on the lookout for threats, and it's constantly kind of on guard. That is the mind's purpose, and it's so beautiful when we stop and think about it, right? Because the mind in it of itself is not bad. That is such a beautiful gift that it gives us to constantly be looking out to keep us safe, to protect us. The only thing here is that the mind's capacity is very shallow. It's too small for what it is that you truly hold within yourself. So when we allow ourselves to live a life that is dominated by the mind, when we identify as the mind, what happens is we end up living in the past and we end up living in these future anxiety-fueled scenarios. We are constantly giving of ourselves. We're trying to earn our wholeness and our happiness instead of understanding that we are worthy of it simply because you are. You are worthy of it all simply because you exist. (laughs) Let me say that one more time. 
You are worthy of it simply because you are. Now, the mind is conditional, right? It's very black and white. We feel like we have to earn our love. We have to earn our rightful place here. We have to achieve something. And as you can imagine, when we allow that type of thinking to swallow us up and become our identity, we are going to be playing really small. Like it sounds like, okay, I have to earn my place. That sounds like we have to do something really big. And it's ironic here because the mind wants you to earn your space here because the mind tells you that you are not inherently worthy. You have to earn that worth. But at the same time, it doesn't want you to do scary things. It wants you to stay in the comfort zone of the mind. How wild is that, right? No wonder we feel like we're in this internal battle. So if you want to try something new, if you want to play, if you want to experiment, the mind says, no, 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 no. This isn't you. This isn't who you are. This is scary. This makes me uncomfortable and I don't like being uncomfortable. It makes me worried for you because I'm afraid that this is not safe. So let's just, let's just come back here. Come back. Let's come back in the safety of this toxic relationship. Come back into the safety of this job that you hate. Stay in the safety of these friendships that are completely unfulfilling and boring and full of gossip. Just stay. Stay with me. Stay here. Don't change. This is perfect. This makes me feel so happy, so safe. And if you identify as the mind, which so many of us do because it's so easy to identify as the mind. We can just say, yeah, I just, I don't do that. I can't do that. I'm not cut out for that. That's for them. It's not for me. You know, healthy relationships, that's for other people. I just continue to attract the same person. I guess this is just who I am. I guess I'm just fucked up like that. Yeah, my friends are pretty shitty and they talk about me behind my back, but it's way too scary to try to find friends as a, new friends as an adult. It's too uncomfortable to put myself in these vulnerable positions. And how would I even do that anyway? So this is just what it is. And yeah, I mean, I hate my job and I hate my boss and super unfulfilling. But, you know, I have fun on the weekends. So I guess I'll just live for the weekends. It's no big deal. Everybody else does it, right? how tragic. Honestly, it like I am feeling this deep, deep sadness that's showing up in my body right now as I'm even speaking this out loud. And I say that with so much love and so much compassion because I have been there. I've been in all of it. Every scenario I just listed, I have been there. And it's also tragic because now that I'm on the other side of it, and what I mean by that is now that I know my truth and I know that inner voice part of me and I know that inner voice part of you, I know what it wants. And it wants to tell you so badly that you are so that you are meant for so much more than this. So 
The mind does not have the capacity to understand that depth. The mind does not have the capacity to understand the expansiveness of the inner voice. And the inner voice is your truest version of you. Therefore, the mind doesn't have the capacity to truly understand the depth and the expansiveness of you. But the inner voice knows all, sees all, feels all, hears all. And so the inner voice is your truth. And it hears, this is the the amazing thing. The mind isn't necessarily super aware of the inner voice, but the inner voice knows everything that the mind is telling you. It knows all of those lies that it has spoken to you and it sees how it has dominated your life. And it knows how those messages of the mind have made you feel. So this gives you an incredible tool that is within you right now. And that is being able to tap into your inner voice. Because when you can communicate with your inner voice, with your truest version of you, you're not just getting insight or you're not just asking for its opinion from this this one thing, this thing outside of yourself. You're getting insight from the truest, biggest, most expansive version of you. And it can give you insights also onto on what the mind has been telling you, right? Like you can come to the inner voice and say, the mind has been giving me so much anxiety about this thing that's going to be coming up. Inner voice, what do you have to say about it? And it knows exactly what you're talking about. When the mind gets really loud, when it gets really anxious, when it gets really depressed, or it starts to make up stories about what other people may be thinking or feeling about you, you have the ability to dive into your truth. So where does this leave us? Okay, we've got this information. Um, We know that the mind is not the enemy, but we also know that we can't turn off the mind. And we know what it feels like to live a life dominated by the mind. And we're becoming aware that the inner voice is here. What the hell do I do with this information? (laughs) Like, I recognize all of this, but now what do I do? So my client, Ava, she essentially had this exact dilemma. And so I want to share, I think that, you know, storytelling, I can talk and talk and talk all day long about this, but until you really hear and see how this shows up for other people, I just think that that illustrates this work so much better than I could ever, ever talk about. So my client, Ava, her mind was so overwhelmed, obsessing about stories, about specifically what her mind was obsessed about was stories about what other people thought of her. And this perception that the mind had about other people's thoughts, other people's feelings, and other people's beliefs about her, their impressions of her. And, you know, these impressions were labeled as, of course, very black and white to the mind, very much like good or bad. And she 100% owned up to identifying as a people pleaser. And so, of course, this was an extremely difficult way to live when 
you identify as a people pleaser and then your mind is obsessing about all of these things that people may be thinking or saying about you. It's like you're being tortured all the time. So she had this awareness, which is so beautiful, and she really wanted to move beyond this place. And she was at a point where she realized like her whole identity, her whole worth was wrapped up in what other people how other people saw her. And she really wanted to get some freedom from that. She wanted to really feel like she could stand as her own person. And she realized through our work together that she was just constantly giving away her power. She didn't know who she was and it made her really afraid. It was really scary for her. But at the same time, she was also afraid because the mind was trying to keep her stuck in her comfort zone, which was totally deflating her. She was super afraid to find out who she was because she really didn't know who she was. And at the end of the day, she also wasn't really sure who was going to stay in her world and who wasn't going to stick around once she started to step into and really own who it was that that she was. So it's like this identity crisis that we can go through when we start to really grow, when we start to expand beyond the confines of the mind. And it's a scary thought for me as well, because if you think about it, if I'm not the mind, then who am I, right? I talk a lot about you are not your mind. You are not your worries, your anxieties, your stresses, your regrets. That is not you. Those are just stories that the mind is sending you. Well, then the question becomes, if I'm not the mind, then who the hell am I? Because I have identified so for so long, Jess, as the mind. If you're telling me I'm not the stories of the mind, and the pain of the mind, then who am I? What is actually even beyond that? But what can be even more scary for the mind is the thought of, you know, what is my life going to look like once I do take this step? Once I dive in to this, like, who's still going to be here? Who's not? What is my life even going to look like? So, I just want to hold space for that. And I want to acknowledge that this is such a normal, natural fear. So once again, keeping in mind that the mind is not the enemy. So these are ruminations and fears of the mind because you are stepping beyond it. Okay. So you are starting to move beyond it simply by allowing that type of fear to show up. So With Ava and with you, what I want to explore is this concept that we have the capacity and the ability to hold multiple truths at the same time. So what do I mean by that? So Ava had the ability and you have the ability to hold space for all of it, everything that wants to and needs to show up. You have the ability to hold space for the mind's opinions. Um, We can allow the mind's opinions to show up 
because they may be valid. Keeping us safe is not something that we should just be disregarding completely. We just need to learn how to recognize when it serves us and when it doesn't. Okay, so holding space for the mind's opinions to show up when the fears and the stories start to creep in. So we welcome it. And when we have a relationship with our inner voice, we also have space for the wisdom of that to show up, to exist, that depthness, that expansiveness, that wholeness to also exist. So here we go. We are holding multiple truths. We're holding the truth and the fear and the scarcity of the mind. And we're holding the depth and the abundance and the love and the expansiveness of the inner voice. And we can be in alignment with the inner voice, and we can also hold space for the opinions and the fears of the mind. So this isn't about shutting down the mind, because the mind isn't the enemy. We can all cohabitate together. How beautiful is that concept? So the strong opinions of the mind may not go away. For Ava, they didn't necessarily, I mean, they're not just going to turn off because they're not designed that way. But Ava was able to gain some distance between herself, how she identified herself as the observer and the mind. And she was able to see, oh, okay, I understand mind. You're just trying to keep me safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for loving me so much in your own limited way. I see you and I hold space for that. So today we talked about so many amazing things. I could talk about the mind and the inner voice forever. And that's essentially what I plan on doing. So we can get used to it. We talked about why the advice that the mind is the enemy exists in the first place. We touched on the purpose of the mind. And we explored how completely false this advice actually is. We talked about how turning off the mind is not the goal, but how we can live in harmony between the mind that is super strong-willed and the inner voice that is infinitely wise. This takes practice, but it is totally possible for you, and it creates this amazingly fulfilling life that can feel like flow and abundance. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is your reminder that you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. You can find me over at Instagram at Jessica Lee Labe and my website at nomoreshouldlife.com. If you or someone you love is a high achieving woman looking to activate your inner voice and embrace your shadow self to claim your soul aligned life, send me a DM and let's do this.